Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here is your host, internet brand strategist, Sandra Beck. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we've got a great show today. We're going to learn about dreaming for success. And this is such a cool concept because uh, we're going to be talking today with J.M. DeBoard and he's written some very interesting books and he's kind of the Reddit dream expert and he's the author of the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs and Meanings. And it's really three books in one. It's a dream dictionary, it's a guide, it's an encyclopedia. And it really does allow you to understand the meaning and the significance of your dreams. And he also wrote Dreams 1, 2, 3, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams, which is how I met uh, JM. And it introduces this anyone can do it system of dream work. And I've done some dream work, and I do do dream work, and I find that It's one of the keys to my success that I didn't learn in business school. You know, I do have my master's in business from Northwestern Education. They didn't really teach us much about dreaming. So I'm so excited to bring JM to the show today. But before I do, I want to tell you about a great offer from FreshBooks. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of my listeners. And to claim it, you just go to freshbooks.com slash coach and enter in coach talk in the how did you hear about us section. And the thing about FreshBooks is it's recently redesigned. And since work is changing and it seems to be evolving and evolving because 10 years ago when I started my uh, own business from home and I was in corporate America for 15 years, so I did my tour duty, it was considered a little weird or odd or somehow like minimized the people that worked from home when reality people like me were building multimedia companies, we were building great sustainable uh, companies that turned a pretty good dime. And now, 10 years later, one in three Americans are self-employed. And that's a lot of people. And that's a lot of people entering into this work-at-home workforce when tools were not designed for the self-employed. And so many different uh, opportunities have come up over the past couple of years and FreshBooks has done a great job to come up with this ridiculously easy accounting software that has totally transformed how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. And I will tell you, I don't like paperwork. I don't like accounting. I don't like numbers. I don't think numbers like me. And if I am going to endorse something. It's got to be simple. It's got to be productive. It's got to be organized. And it's got to be a way for me to get paid quickly. And so these things are really important because I don't want to pay an accountant. And I want to know where my money goes. And I don't want somebody signing my checks. My dad was adamant as I started my business. You sign your own checks. And so I needed something that had easy invoicing and easy customization. And um, I liked that there's different insights that you can get from the FreshBooks invoicing function, which is you can see whether somebody's opened your invoice, because I can tell you, I have invoiced people in the past and have called them and said, you know, doing my collections, like, you know, when do we expect payment? Oh, I never got your invoice. Oh, I never saw it. And now to be fair, 
invoicing is electronic so things can happen people do change emails you know sometimes i put the wrong email into my own system so it's my fault but it's really great to have these insights to tell you whether they've seen it or not and then you don't have to guess or you don't have to look stupid because you can go check your you know check your contact list and see if you've got the right um the right email and that's really big for me and i like it because it has a very very easy to use dashboard and i can just go in there quickly and find out how my business is doing and for somebody like me who's so busy running my business i don't have a lot of time to work on my business and freshbooks has a really good support system um they're really super helpful and they do not make me feel stupid because sometimes i feel stupid stupid asking these questions. We all do. And nobody likes that. And you get a real live person to talk to, which very, very, very helpful. I like the reminder system too. And it helps me avoid having that, you know, awkward call or awkward, you know, conversation with my clients about past due payments. So you can automate late payment reminders. And all of this translates to allowing me to work in what I call my money hours. And money hours are the days in the hours in the days that I make money. Early in the morning, I don't make a lot of money. Late at night, I don't make a lot of money. But I'll tell you, I slam it in the can during my money hours. And my money hours are what drive my business. And I do not want to spend my money hours doing accounting, doing billing, doing invoicing, chasing down clients, looking at who hasn't paid, figuring out all these things that are being done for me in FreshBooks. So they also have a mobile app that really looks uh, good. You can take pictures of your receipts on your phone using the FreshBooks iOS mobile app, and that makes claiming expenses a lot easier. So I really enjoy it. It's got a time tracker, um, so that's also very fun. And if you guys want to just go check it out, go see what the new FreshBooks look like. You can get that free 30-day trial unrestricted. It's not one of those little mini trials where you get to just try a portion of it. It is an unrestricted free trial for my listeners. And to claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash coach and enter Coach Talk in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So, I want to thank FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show. Now, JM, I'm so excited to talk to you because dreaming is something we can all do. It's fast, it's free, it's fun, and we can all do it, even though sometimes we don't remember it. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me back, Sandra, and I'm glad to be here to, to talk to your listeners. It's um, such an exciting topic because, you know, little kids have dreams, old people have dreams, I have dreams, and, you know... I never know what to, 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 to make of my dreams. And I, I would like to have my, like, you know, JM speed dial on my phone when I wake up in the morning. Because recently I had a dream where I was on the plane with the president. And then in the same morning, I had another dream where I couldn't remember where I parked my car. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, this is just a crazy juxtaposition of, like, two big dreams you know you're you're in this leadership position and then you lose your car and um i don't know i think it kind of uh, fit how my day was going and reflected it so i'm curious are all of our dreams meaningful and how do we know which ones to kind of chew on and and deconstruct 
Well, not all dreams are meaningful. Most of them are. But some dreams are merely your mind um, processing the events of the day and kind of clearing out the memory banks so that you can make room for the next day. You will generally have these dreams early in the night, and you'll be able to tell the difference because they don't really engage you. In fact, they're usually not very memorable. But, you know, behind your eyes, as you go to sleep, you'll start seeing imagery and it's usually real simple imagery. And then the imagery as the night progresses, it starts to weave into stories. And this is where your dreams really start to become meaningful because there's a narrative to them. There's your feelings get engaged with it. You can feel your emotional responses to what you're seeing in the dream. Now, these are the ones that you really want to focus on for dream interpretation. These are the dreams that can really help you to guide your life, to get a, a vision for the future and how to um, go about getting there, um, how to reflect on the past and learn from it, and how to be more engaged with the present. Now, are these the dreams that you have in the middle of the night that wake you up and you have to write them down really quick? Or are they the ones you have, like, you know, that twilight where you're just waking up in the morning and then you kind of doze off and go back to sleep? And those are usually where I have my most crazy dreams are in that that morning area. Yeah. You know, as you stay asleep longer, your sleep, um, your dreaming, the dreaming stage of sleep called REM stage increases as your um as you've been asleep longer so what happens is is in the morning or whenever it is that you've you know just before you wake up these are the dreams that are going to have the most impact on you um also they are the dreams that are the easiest to remember because of course you know dream memories are in short-term storage and while you can remember dreams from, say, the middle of the night, the ones that are the most readily accessible to you are the dreams that you have um, in the morning. Now, what I do is I tend to wake up after my dreaming cycle in the middle of the night. You know, you 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 go have this uh, uh, progression or succession of dreams and then you wake up from them. And what I do is I review them for a couple of minutes before I go back to sleep. And generally, they will be uh, those memories will be accessible for me when I wake up in the morning. But here is just a good rule of thumb for you and your listeners is the dreams that engage you the most and that are the most memorable are also likely to be the most meaningful. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. So I have two dreams in the morning. One is I'm on Air Force One and I'm riding with the president and I'm talking and I can remember it really clearly i'm talking to melania trump about her son and that would she shoot someone if it got you know somebody was uh, you know being aggressive towards her child and would she shoot someone and i said absolutely i would and she's like oh i would so shoot one even though i'm the president's wife and then a few seconds later i have that dream where i can't find where i parked my car uh-huh <laughs> well there is quite the uh, contrast there between these two dreams and it appears in both dreams that you are trying to get somewhere and in your dreams you are looking for the inner resources or the answers or information that you need to be able to do it. So in the first dream you're on a plane with the president and that really implies that your leadership is come, going to the next level. You are learning from somebody who is in a leadership position in the dream, which means really that you're learning, uh, you're, you're, you yourself are learning how to be a better leader of your own life and possibly of other people also. 
Now, the contrast with the other dream implies that there is still something that you are looking for to help you to make this transition. Now, remember, when you get on a plane and you go somewhere, you're trying to get to an important destination. And destinations in dreams tend to mean destinations in your life, whatever your goals and ambitions are. Now, a car talks about more of the day-to-day progress of your life. And so if you put these two ideas together, there's the possibility that what you're missing, you have the vision for where you want to go, but what's missing is how you take the day-to-day steps in order to get there. That is why they call you the dreaming expert. We're visiting today with J.M. DeBoard. Uh, We're going to come back from the break and we're going to talk about intentional dreaming. We're going to talk about how to coach our own life through our dreams. cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids. His dogs love it, too. Last night, I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The Mayo Clinic describes a gluten-free diet as a diet that excludes the protein gluten, which is found in grains such as wheat, barley, and rye. It is estimated that the market for gluten-free products has grown to about 40 million consumers. Celebrities have touted the effectiveness of a gluten-free diet for weight loss. Cutting down on gluten means cutting down on carbs, and that's generally a good thing. The fewer bagels, muffins, and bread you're consuming, the healthier and leaner you're going to be, as long as you're replacing those carbs with nutritious foods like fruit and vegetables. But we've also seen a surge in the number of foods marketed as gluten-free. Some of these foods are okay, but many others are simply new versions of the same old problems, essentially carb-loaded junk foods. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. It's all mine. Taking care of business. Working overtime. Taking care of business. 
Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we're visiting today with J.M. DeBoard. Now you can check him on Reddit. He is their dream expert. He's also the author of the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meaning. And he also penned Dreams 123, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams. Now, earlier on in today's show, um, I shared with J.M. the dream that I had where I was on the plane with the president and then I was also in a parking lot trying to find my car. And my dream dreams tend to really swing the gamut. And one of the things that I learned in, uh, especially uh, JM, in your Dreams 123 book was about the uh, the ability to use your dreams kind of as life coaches. And one of the things that you said to me was you said, you know, in this dichotomy dream, if you will, between the, you know, presidential Air Force One airplane and then the lost car, or couldn't remember where I parked, is that um, you were talking about leadership being taken to the next level, and yet there's still something I'm looking for. And I have to tell you, you were spot on because one of the things that I'm working on, I'm really taking my multimedia business to the next level, and I'm stepping fully into my leadership, which I'm very, very comfortable doing, JM, uh, you know, having trained in leadership and, and been a leadership expert um, for many years. But and I have the vision, and I know I will be successful, but it's the how I do it day to day that I'm struggling with. Like, what does this look like? Because I'm not building a business out of bricks. You know, I'm not building the brick and mortar business. I'm building all these elements. So I do get confused in the day to day operations. And many times I don't know necessarily what I'm supposed to do that day and I'm winging it and that is very reflective of your dream interpretation yeah you know the step three of my one two three dream work method is live your dreams and it's not just a cliche or a figure of speech live your dreams means take what you learn from your dreams and apply it to your life now, sometimes dreams can give you very direct advice, and sometimes what they give you are things to ponder. And in your case, now you understand where the issue is, is you have the vision for the long term, as symbolized by, you know, flying on the plane. But how do you take the daily steps to be able to get there? Um, you are that information is probably down inside your brain somewhere. And by pondering the dream and the message of the dream, you're going to help to draw it up. Uh, to to draw it up out of the uh, that subconscious part of your mind and make it conscious in you. Oftentimes, your dream symbols are loaded with energy and it's potential energy. And by giving it your time and attention, you can set that energy loose. One of the great things about dream work that I've discovered over the years is, is that you don't always have to analyze everything to death. You know, you can actually just give it your time and attention. And a lot of the benefit of it, it comes up subconsciously. It happens not necessarily by pushing harder, but by relaxing into it, having the confidence to know, hey, this is already within me. I have the vision. I just don't know exactly what to do day to day. And as you ponder that second part of the equation, I think the answers are going to come to you because they're already inside you and your dreams are going to act as a guide to help you to get there. Remember, you might not know it now, but when you go to sleep tonight, you can go, okay, dreams, I got the message. Now, what's next? What can I do tomorrow to take that next step to help me to get to this destination that I want to get to in my life? Well, and that's so cool because I was thinking about, you know, the dream and how it related and, you know, not to get too specific, but 
I knew my car was there. I just couldn't find it at that moment. So it wasn't like there was this great feeling of loss. It was more just, you know, it wasn't like the car was gone forever. or The car went over a cliff and never came back. It was just a matter of like, I'm kind of floundering around the parking lot going, where did I park? And you know, when you look at my background and my success and my education, yeah, you're right. It's in there, but it's obscured right now just because of the, you know, general overwhelm. I think anybody uh, feels building a new business. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the great signs from the dream is, is that, you know, your car is there. You just have to find it, which means, you know, you have the ability to do this. You just need to get a little more clarity within yourself and perhaps see that step-by-step process that you need to be able to do to be able to get to that point in your life. So now if we don't have JM DeBoard on speed dial, so we can, you know, call you at a moment's notice and have you interpret it. How do we take your, like, let's say your dream dictionary. Okay. Now we know it's three books in one. It's a dream dictionary. It's a guide and an encyclopedia. So I wake up in the morning. I have this dream. I jot it down. Now, in this case, I jotted it down because I knew we were coming on the air this week. So I wanted to give you a zinger. But in a perfect world, I don't have you on speed dial. And I don't think your family would like me to have you on speed dial every morning. Um, But so I get up in the morning and I write down my dream. Do I focus on that it was the president? Do I focus on that I was on an airplane? Like, do I look up? president leader airplane like how how do i take that just the even just the airplane part of the dream what elements do i take out of it because i was getting confused going well where does the gun come in and why have why are melania or melania and i trying to figure out if we're going to shoot people who are attacking our children like how do you decide what element of the dream to pull Well, really what you see in your dream is a lot of elements that are coming together to tell a story. And if you use my dream interpretation dictionary, you could look up the different elements of the dream individually. And then with those suggestions and ideas about what the symbolism could mean in general, you can start to see specifically what it means in your dream. So you would start off with the airplane because it's the mode of transportation in the first dream. Um, An airplane often implies that you are getting to a destination in your life, but it's more quickly. You know, if you take a boat, then a boat is going to get somewhere a lot more slowly than a plane. A plane implies that you want to, you know, you're really kind of taking off and you're getting to this destination more quickly. It also implies ideas such as high flying, you know, which also then connects in with the idea of success and um, ambition. So then the second idea is, is that you have a leader on the plane and you could look up president in my book and that will point you towards ideas such as your inner leader. Now, we didn't get into the um, about the gun and defending your children, but in general, what you can look at with that is there is something that you want to protect when you get to this goal, your children. Now, I just throw out an example. I know you have a lot of animals in your home and you really love yes. your animals. Yes. Now, are they your children? And if yes. so, how could they possibly be threatened by your success? Well, what if you are taken away from them? Yes. This high flying, you know, successful person and you are being asked to go to these other places. So what it's saying is, is that you want to be able to make sure that you preserve this um, part of your life 
uh, it, it, no matter where you go, even if you have this great success, um, you still want to be able to come home and have your animals there waiting for you. And you want to make sure that they're safe and protected. So that's how you take ideas and you put them together. That is the basic process of dream interpretation. Now, in my dictionary, um, it is really also an interpretation guide that's built into it. There's about 30 pages in the appendix of the book that you can read first and you can say, okay, well, let's uh, let me get a general idea about how dream interpretation works. And then once you have that base of knowledge, then you can go day by day looking up the symbols from your dreams in the dream dictionary. And with already with the training that I've given you and you can take those symbols and you can put them together and then see what the big picture of the dream is. Well, and I know you're the expert. You just make it sound so easy because, you know, as you were talking about like the animals and my kids, like I think of my boys and my animals, I worked many years uh, for Coldwell Banker Beverly Hills and I met every celebrity under the sun and it was a magical, wonderful, amazing experience. But the one thing that had always struck me, JM, was that uh, one of my clients, and I won't name her on the air, but she said she had never been trick-or-treating with her kids and she's a famous pop singer because everybody follows her and they so her kids go actually with her family friends and they take the kids to another place so they can have that normal trick-or-treat environment and I know it's just me but I thought that was so sad and again you hit the nail on the head which is I do want success I do want these things to happen but I really really love my rural country you know animal kids can run outside and you know at any moment um unless they get eaten by a mountain lion, but you know, they could run out and be safe and they could have fun. And, and I really enjoy that. And so I'm excited um, how you interpret these dreams because you would think like, I know we're radio friends, but you would think we were personal friends that you knew everything about my life and what was meaningful and important to me. How you did that through a dream is, is, is a little spooky. Well, you know, it's a, a lot of experience at this. I've been doing it for almost 25 years, but I'll tell you, probably the first 15 years, I was, uh, you know, kind of in the dark. I, 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 I kind of caught on right away to dream interpretation, but it really took a long time and a lot of experience before I could start to put together these ideas and just sort of, it's sort of like, um, do you play jazz out of a, um, a music book or can you sit down with a band and play just sort of freeform? And I'm finally to that point where I can freeform things because I have so much experience doing this. And I also know from my own home life that, you know, we have animals here and we refer to them as our kids, you know, and we treat them as, as if they are our children. So as soon as you said that, I put it together with our previous conversation about your, you know, that you have all these animals at home and that you really love them. And, you know, so that idea was fairly easy to put together. Now, here's the thing that I think will be very instructive for your listeners is dream interpretation is not just analyzing the symbols and seeing how they all fit together. There's also, especially when it comes to success in your life and getting to these places and goals that you want, your dreams will address not only the goals, but the things that you need to make sure that are coming with you as you get there, what your priorities are. You know, if you're like that pop singer, if she could have a dream that says, hey, you can live your life on stage in front of these big audiences, but at the same time, you're never going to have a Halloween with your kids. Is this what you really want to do? A lot of times people are kind of blinded by their own ambitions and they will tend to lose this bigger picture of their of what they 
want in their lives and their dreams will continually try to bring them back and help them to remember, hey, you want to be successful and that's great, but make sure that you keep your priorities straight. Oh, I think, I mean, that's great advice just on a good day, but it's great advice for, you know, everybody listening today that's reaching for their own personal and professional success. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to visit more with J.M. DeBoard, and we're going to talk about such interesting things as do dreams help us face our fears or identify our fears, the things that hold us back in our uh, quest for success. We'll be back after the break. J.M. DeBoard and Sandra Beck for Coach Talk Radio. My husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Dinner is typically the largest meal of the day, and Harvard Medical School recommends to take that opportunity to make sure you meet your daily quota of five servings of fruit and vegetables. Roasting vegetables is not only easy, it's also a delicious way to serve them. You can roast any vegetable from zucchini, peppers, eggplant, mushrooms, onions, to carrots, cauliflower, and broccoli. To roast them, Cut the vegetables up and place on a cookie sheet lined with foil. Drizzle a little olive oil over them and sprinkle with pepper. Cook them at 375 degrees for 25 minutes. Savor roasted vegetables as a side dish or toss them in a salad or pasta. When you pile on the produce for dinner, there is less room for unhealthy food. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Taking care of This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with J.M. DeBoard, our dreaming expert, and we are learning how dreams relate to success. Now, J.M., how do people find out more about you? Well, my blog is at dreams123.net, 
And I've been, I've had that blog up for a long time and there's a lot of really good information there. Everything from, you know, guides to remembering and interpreting your dreams all the way up through very specific symbols that could come up in your dreams. So there's a search box there. You can go ahead and, and put in the search box. There's a newsletter, which I think is, I send it out bi-monthly and it's great to subscribe to it because I give you a lot of links and good information and news about dreams. Um, and then, you know, the dream interpretation dictionary, it is now available. I just found out it is uh, available for pre-order at Amazon and they have it for like 16 bucks or uh, plus change and which is like $5 off the price. So if you put an Amazon dream interpretation dictionary, mine will be the number two result right now. Hopefully I'll be number one here real soon. So dreams123.net and then look for JM DeBoard at Amazon. You'll find my books. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Now, I have to ask you, I'm not the first one to draw the connection between dreams and success. I think that there's a few people that have walked this path before me. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a great example is Larry Page from Google. You know, Google started off as an idea in his head. He was a graduate student um, at Stanford in one of those elite computer science programs. And he was looking for something that he could do for his PhD, an area to study. And he woke up in the middle of the night and he had this incredible dream that he could download the Internet and index it. Now, this was revolutionary for the time. I don't know if you remember these old search engines that have fallen by the wayside, like, you know, Ask.com and ask Jeeves and there are a whole bunch of them out there that used to basically have an army of people searching the internet and then creating these manual indexes. And what Page had was this vision that he could download that content and then use his algorithms on a server at, you know, at school to crunch all this data and then put out better information. And that's exactly what he did. And that's what led to the founding of Google. Now, he's not the only one. I consider dreaming, paying attention to your dreams to be the eighth habit of highly effective people. Because when you ask around, and like I have, I do a lot of public presentations and lectures and stuff, and I talk to people who are in a lot of high-powered sort of businesses, and I help them understand their dreams. And what they tell me is, is that they also study their dreams and pay close attention because they understand that they're gonna get daily guidance about their dreams, Plus, so every once in a while, they'll get that big, incredible inspiration like Larry Page or Albert Einstein, who had a dream that led to him understanding relativity. And it led to his theory of relativity, which has really changed physics as we know it. Um, Elias Howe, he invented the uh, sewing machine based off of a dream he had about being stabbed at by these people holding spears. And he noticed that at the tip of the spear, the sharp end of the spear, there were these little eyelets. And it gave him the idea that you don't put the eyelet at the base of the needle, you put it near the tip of the needle. And that's how he overcame a design problem that he was working on to be, to be able to invent the sewing machine. So this happens all the time. I know a lot of people who've had been incredible ideas from their dreams. Not only do you get the inspirations, but you also get the sort of day-to-day -day guidance that will help you to live better and be a better person. See, I love that. And I have a question because I get confused, okay? I have done a lot of shows and I practice, you know, the concept of manifestation. And so I, um, when you meditate, Part of my meditation is to like imagine um, 
imagine like what I want it to be like, like what I want it to have happen. And I'm kind of in this like weird dreaming state because I'm not asleep. I'm not awake. I'm not meditating in the classic sense with my legs crossed and my hands going, oh, you know, I'm doing this manifestation. And then I get confused between a manifestation and a daydream. Are they the same things? Because sometimes I can control the daydream or the manifestation. And then sometimes like it, just, things just take over. So that's where I start to get confused. Well, I think they're all part of the same process. You know, daydreaming can help you to um, bring some of the content from your night dreams into your day. Uh, sometimes you don't read uh, most of your dream content you don't remember. And I think that sometimes when you daydream that you're actually drawing upon some of that unremembered material. Of course, it's also really good to take the content from your dreams that you do remember and continue the story. If there's something from the dream that feels unresolved, you know, it's like, oh, hey, I had a dream that yeah, I was on vacation and, you know, I had just arrived in Hawaii and got changed and got down to the beach and I got my cocktail and, you know, my suntan lotion on and then my alarm rang, you know, like, OK, well, while you're daydreaming that day, why don't you pick up where you left off? I think that it is part of manifestation and that anything that you put your mind on and you you can you bring into your thoughts is going to help to make it real in your life or at least in the sense of it's going to take the steps in that direction now we have found that the way that we manifest things in our lives is to keep it in our thoughts and to really feel and not just believe that you can have these things that you want for yourself and so by daydreaming it and using your imagination in a way, what you're doing is really imprinting this down deep inside of yourself so that you don't lose sight of your goal. And you always have this thing, this sense that it's only right around the corner for you and you just got to keep going. Got it. Got it. So I have one other question about um, dreams that I've had recently. I have this one dream uh, this week and um, it contains a, um, it, 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 it's weird. It was like I went on a date in my dream and I have kind of the love of my life that, you know, we're not together, but when we do get together, we have the most fun, like the kind where you just laugh and you're higher than a kite and you just enjoy this person, you know, whether you're eating an ice cream cone or, you know, going on a fancy cruise, it's just fun, fun, fun. So I had a dream about this person and I woke up like laughing and smiling and did I have a date in my dream or was that all in my head? Was it re pulled up memories? I mean, I woke up so happy, JM. I mean, just like a bug in a rug. Well, you know, uh, Sigmund Freud was the one of the first people to say that dreams can be a type of wish fulfillment. And I think sometimes that subconsciously you recognize that there is something that is missing from your life and that having it will really help you. So you have this dream about this person and you have a great date with them. And then you wake up in the morning and that part of you is now satisfied. So it kind of frees the energy that otherwise might have been maybe pulled away off of you during the day um, because now you feel, you know, you feel good inside. Now, there's a lot of different ways of approaching a dream like that. You know, it could be that he represents something to you and that in the dream, really, you're connecting to 
you're connecting with whatever that thing is that you really enjoy or really want in your life, and he symbolizes it for you. So by connecting with him in the dream, you're really connecting in with that part of yourself um, that uh, really wants this thing or enjoys something. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. You know, oftentimes when you dream about people that you love, you can have direct dreams about them or some kind of wish fulfillment dream involving that person. But you also have to look at it as perhaps being, you know, that they symbolize something to you and that what you're really doing in the dream is connecting with what that things, what that person symbolizes to you. Like, um, you know, just a, a sense of like with this guy, it sounds like it's a sense of uh, refreshment, you know, and fun connection and fun and things like that. You would really look back on the day before the dream and you'd say, well, was that part of my day? The dream could be just reflecting back on the day and using him to say, hey, it was a fun and refreshing sort of day. Or it could be looking ahead and saying, okay, maybe tomorrow is going to be that way. Because dreams are just as likely to look forward a day or two as they are to look backward a day or two. But then again, maybe you subconsciously recognized that you needed this connection inside of yourself, that you needed a date, and that since you can't have it during your daytime life, you were able to have it during your nighttime life. Ah, well, and it just reinforced to me how much I enjoy having fun and how fun I am. <laughs> you know, I know that sounds silly, but I was fun in the dream. I was having fun. And I, I think fun is underrated in our culture. And I think fun is underrated in our business life. And I know you have fun doing what you do. I have fun doing what I'm doing. Um, but fun is 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 so important for us to, to rest and restore and rejuvenate. So could it be an indication, too, that I need to have more fun? Well, it could be. But my, my sense is, is that you already are having fun. It's just <laughs> yes. that there was something else that you needed and that the dream was able to provide it. You know, let me just use a quick example to perhaps make this more clear. Imagine that you are a priest who has taken a vow of celibacy or a nun. Maybe you are a 40-year-old virgin, okay? And you have this incredible sex dream. Now, if you have never physically had sex and you, you, you are not likely to really know much about it, but you can still have the most incredibly vivid dreams about it. And for that priest or nun, what it could be is it's helping to satisfy something inside of themselves so that they can maintain their vows. Your dreams will recognize this. I've seen this before in dreams of people who are really lonely and they dream about having this best friend and they have this night full of adventures with this best friend, you know, and then they wake up and they feel really sad, you know, and they feel like they're being denied something. But I look, I, I say, hey, look, at least you got a taste of this in your dreams. I realize it's disappointing to wake up and not have a best friend in your life. But at least while you were asleep, you got to have this. There are some people who have entire second lives in their dreams. If you go to the Reddit Dreams Twitter, twitter.com slash Reddit Dreams, R-E-D-D-I-T Dreams, um, you will see a recent post that I put up. It was from Reddit, and it was somebody who talked about these incredible dreams that he has of, of living an entire other life, and it really sparked a big discussion at the forum because there are a lot of people out there who their dreams, for them, their dreams really are like living a second life. 
I love that. I love that because as you were speaking, I was thinking my work, my kids, my dad, geography, money, all those things prevent us from having that great fun date. And I did wake up satisfied and fulfilled and able to focus on my day. And so Oh, I just I could I could be on here all day like this could be like the sand interpretation dream show by J.M. DeBoard. Now, I want you guys to go on Amazon. I want you to pre-order his book. I want you to also buy the dreams one, two, three, remember, interpret and live your dreams because that's a big favorite of mine. We'll be more. We'll be back with J.M. DeBoard after the break. skunks are making the news again. Seems everyone has a skunk story. A friend of mine was dozing on the couch on her patio when she felt something furry brush up against her hand. She thought it was her cat until she smelled a terrible odor. I was petting a skunk, she told me. What's a word for shocked? Timey-wimey. In Colorado, a wildlife officer was called to help a skunk whose head was stuck in a peanut butter jar. After tugging for 10 minutes, they finally freed the critter and it ran away without spraying anyone. Guess that was a fair trade, otherwise known as quitter for quarter. In Minnesota, it's illegal to tease a skunk. What's a word for teasing a skunk? Tan-tan-tanning, port-wardling, and downright foolish. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. The Los Angeles Times reported that fitness trackers worldwide will exceed 19 million units this year, which is more than triple the amount sold last year. Fitness trackers come in different forms, but the most popular are wristbands that you wear that track the number of your steps, calories burned, sleep patterns, etc. I highly recommend investing in one. They run around $100. I encourage all of my clients and radio listeners to check them out. I like them because they keep healthy living and activity at the forefront of your day. It's a challenge sometimes to get the recommended 10,000 steps a day. And with fitness trackers, you can know exactly how many steps you have walked in that day. I find that people walk more and keep more active when they're wearing them than if they weren't. The most popular trackers are made by Nike, Fitbit, and Garmin. Check them out and keep track of your active life. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. It's all mine. Taking care of business. Working overtime. Taking care of business. Hey, guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with J.M. DeBoard, and we have so much fun together. I don't know if you can tell, but being able to interpret your dreams, remember your dreams, and having time like this with a dream expert um, is so valuable. I've gotten so much insight and direction just, just from this week. Now, Jam, I think most people at some point have a hard time remembering their dreams. Do you have any advice on how to help us? 
Yeah, you know, this really is the first step of dream interpretation is to remember your dreams. And it really is the most difficult thing for most people. Um, a study showed that more than half of people wake up with little or no dream recall. So that means that most of your listeners out there are going, well, hey, I'd love to be able to analyze my dreams if I could remember them. So here's the thing. It really boils down to two things. You got to make the time to do it when you first wake up in the morning. If you hit the ground running, your dream memories are going to disappear. In fact, about 50% of your dream memories will be inaccessible after the first five minutes after you've woken up. So make sure that you spend those first five or 10 minutes thinking about your dreams, keeping your mind clear, just thinking about, hey, what did I just dream? It will come to you. You just have to give it some time and you have to give it some practice. Now, the other thing that is the second critical component of remembering your dreams is you have to want to do it. You have to have the desire. Now, there is still this debate out there in popular culture about whether or not dreams have meaning. Well, that's really been settled not only by people such as myself, but also by research. Dreams really do have meaning. They really do accurately reflect what's going on in your life, especially your emotional life, and they also address your concerns. So your dreams are giving you these messages. They're terrific sources of advice. They can be like a life coach, but you have to remember your dreams. And to do that, you have to have the desire because it's going to require a little bit of effort. You know, um, if you wake up in the morning and you are usually jumping out of bed and getting ready to work and checking your text messages and your emails and stuff like that, your mind is going to go in a different direction than your dreams. So you're going to have to make five or 10 minutes in the morning. It's going to require some effort. And then maybe when you get home from work at night or you're done working in your office that day, you're reflecting on your dreams. And before you go to bed that night, you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to be dreaming. I really want to remember my dreams. This is a great subconscious or not subconscious, but it's a great self suggestion is the last thing you think about before you go to sleep is I'm going to have a dream tonight and I really want to remember it. Now, there are other tips that can help people. There are things that they can do, such as take B vitamins in the morning. Uh, B vitamins are known for stimulating dream recall. Um, if they go, to, if your listeners will go to dreams123.net, my blog, and just type in the search box, remember dreams, or look it up on the front page. There's a whole list of dream resources there, and one of them is how to remember your dreams. So yeah, Sandra, great question, because this really is an important first step. And for people like you and I who've been paying attention to our dreams for years, remembering our dreams is really a simple proposition. But what we have to remember is that there's a lot of people out there who have real difficulty with it. Well, and I think sometimes it's because I have, you know, like this morning, my 10 year old came in and he just, he wanted to tell me his dream. And I was like, wait, I want to write down my dream first. And, you know, as funny as that is, there are interruptions. And then you can't, like, I can't remember my dream. Like I, it's, it's almost there. It's like a little cloud that I'm trying to grab. Do you have any advice for recovering a dream that's partially forgotten? Like, is it really forgotten or is it just stuck somewhere? That is a good distinction to make. It's just stuck somewhere. It is you. You remember your dreams. They they stay with you. All of your dream memories will stay with you for your entire life. It's just that most of them are going to be inaccessible to you at various times. Now, here's the thing is you if you know that the memory of your dreams, it's in there. You just have to relax and get to it. 
then that's going to help to reduce any anxiety you have about, oh my goodness, I know it was an important dream. I don't want to forget it. Don't worry. You're, it's never forgotten. It just becomes inaccessible. So one of the best things that you can do is to put yourself back into a dream-like state. It's called state-dependent memory. And what we found through research is, is that memories that are formed during a certain state of mind are best remembered also during a certain state of mind. So that same state of mind. So you college students out there who drink as your study, you're going to need to drink before you go to your test because you're going <laughs> to the material best while you're in the same state of mind. So for dreaming, what that is, is it's a clear mind. It is reducing input from your senses. And that also means, hey, curl, curl back up into bed and put a notebook and a pen next to you. Just close your eyes, breathe deeply, and get yourself back into sort of a sleepy-like state. It doesn't mean you need to go back to sleep. It just means that you're getting yourself in that relaxed state like you were when you were dreaming, but also in the same physical position. This is a tip that I picked up, and I have found that since I have been telling people about this tip of getting back into your sleep position when you're remembering your dreams, I found a lot of people go, yeah, I do that too. I know a guy who remembers his dreams that night when he goes to bed. As soon as he lays down, he starts remembering his dreams from the previous day and or previous morning. And it's because when he gets back into a sleep position, he's cueing his mind because his body is back in that sleep position again. So those that's really what you need to do. Clear the mind, breathe deeply, get yourself relaxed and get back into a sleep position. And that will really help to bring those memories out of that sort of, you know, void. And it will help to make them clear and bring them into your conscious mind. Well, you know, you, it's funny you say that because sometimes I get up in the morning, I'm like shot out of a cannon, I go, 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 go. And then the minute I lay down to go to sleep, I remember my dream. Yeah, you know, and so that shows you that you're also a good example of getting back into a sleep position will help to cue your memory. Hey, I was just thinking um, we should probably tell your listeners, since you mentioned your children, I would love to talk about some advice about talking with children about their dreams and what you can learn about your children from your dreams. And I know that we have an episode coming up. Do you want to tell your listeners to tune into it? or am I We do. We do. You're going to be coming on again next week. So for those of you listening live today or picking us up on iTunes or some of the other places that were syndicated, um, you can go to iTunes and you can type in J.M. DeBoard. His shows will come up with me. You can also go to coachtalkradioshow.com uh, and we can find them there or our host station uh, toginet.com and they'll be right there a lot, you know, live available for download so that you can pick up this information. So you're going to want to check it out. And J.M. and I have done, I don't know, what, six, seven shows together yeah, now uh, and they're all different. It's like, you know, every single episode is is new and exciting things. So before we run out of time, let's talk about kids because next week we're going to talk about setting intentional dreams. You called it dream incubation, incubation, right? Sorry. Um, so that we can, we can use our dreams to grow ourselves and grow our business and we can actually, I guess, plant our dreams and grow them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, dream incubation is 
Basically, before you go to bed, you talk to the dream source, this other side of your mind that is largely outside of your conscious awareness, but you know it's there. And you have a relationship with the side of yourself. When you do dream work, you're really building a relationship with your deeper mind. It's called the unconscious mind. And the unconscious is about 95 to 99% of the total mind. That means that your conscious mind is only 1% to 5% of the total mind. There's disagreements among neuroscientists and psychiatrists and stuff about how much of the mind is unconscious. But what we can all agree on is most of the mind is unconscious. It has this big picture perspective on you and your life. It's been there from the day that you were born, and it's going to continue all the way to the end with you. And it doesn't have any blinders or personal illusions. It doesn't have any ego turf. It's only really there to help you. And so you can request of this side of yourself, you can request help. So if you have a specific question before you go to bed, you ask your dream source, you say, okay, this is my question. Now I'm going to do my part by really trying hard to remember my dreams. I have my notebook and my pen right here on my bed stand, and I'm going to be ready to go in the morning as soon as I wake up. Or I'm going to set an alarm to or to wake me up after about four hours of sleep. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to think about my dreams. If I haven't had a dream yet that I can remember that is addressing this subject, then I'm going to go back to sleep and I'm going to try again. So usually you will get some kind of a response. But the thing is, is usually it's going to come to you as symbolism. Dreams usually do not speak to you in a straightforward sort of lecture or conversation format, although they can. Um, usually what they're going to do is they're going to tell you a story. It's sort of like when people went to a great teacher like, say, Jesus of Nazareth, and they come to him and they say, teacher, uh, tell us about this. You know, we have this question for you. And then he ponders the question and he tells them a parable. Well, in a parable, it's engaging your mind more than giving you a lecture. I mean, I don't like to be lectured to. And Sandra, I don't think you really like to be lectured to. Or at least we would prefer to get our information in a story form. Stories really help you to engage intellectually and emotionally with the content that's being delivered to you, with the information. So your dreams are going to tell you stories to help you to answer these questions that you address to them. So it's called dream incubation, and I suggest to your readers that they give it a try, and they are welcome to go to their favorite search engine and just put the, that term in, and they should get some really good advice. I know in the top results that I found when I've looked online for it that I was able to find really good information about this subject. It's amazing. I mean, there's so much that we can do. And you know what I love about all this, JM? I mean, other than the price of your books, not that I don't love it, but but we don't have to spend a lot of money to learn this. You know, you can spend, you know, throw down a couple bills and buy both of your books and have you know, enough to definitely start with and use to interpret your dreams. You know, we're not talking about mm -hmm. taking a long course. It's something that that we can all do, especially as small business owners, you know, when funds are tighter or time is tight. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you're if you think about what you would spend to go see a life coach or to go to a weekend seminar from, say, someone like a I don't know, let's say like a Tony Robbins or someone like that, you know, you could easily drop a few hundred to a few thousand bucks. And your dreams really are your best source of information and motivation, and inspiration, because they are answers that come from within you. 
These are your answers and your advice that you are giving yourself, and it will resonate more deeply with you than any advice that another person can give you. So yeah, go check out my book, Dreams 123. Look up the Dream Interpretation Dictionary. I am J.M. DeBoard, and I'll look forward to talking with you again next week, Sandra. Thank you for having me on. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.